Hi, and welcome to ADHD Friendly. I'm Patty Blenderman. I'm an ADHD coach with over 10 years experience, and my passion is finding ways to create more ease in my own life with ADHD-friendly tools, tips, and resources. And then I bring them here and share them with you in the hopes they do the same in your life. I always want to look at how to tilt the playing field in favor of ADHD brain wiring so that we're thriving with ADHD. So I'm going to kick off today's episode with a subscriber celebration I'm super excited about. Then I have an ADHD-friendly tool that I'm going to share. I'm calling it Arm Notes. And then my main topic for today is how to use the concept of home field advantage, which is a sports concept, to support yourself at home with ADHD brain wiring. And then I'm just going to highlight, as I always do, what's coming up next week on ADHD Friendly. All right, let's get started. Today, I have a subscriber celebration. I am genuinely blown away by the fact that I have another subscriber celebration this quickly after my previous subscriber celebration. So I get to flip my uh, little tally cards here, which I'm getting super excited about because I am at 300, three, I'm in the blue, blue. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I'm feeling it. I'm really starting to feel like I'm gonna need this, this number over here to flip. I'm going to buy poppers. I'm going to like, and and if you know me, like I don't like loud noises and I do not like um, little tiny pieces of things that I have to clean up and poppers are both of those things, but they're celebratory and it's special. And I keep thinking, oh my gosh, if I flip the green zero to a, a one, I want to get poppers. So just uh, want to thank everybody that's taken the time to pause things in their life and hit subscribe to ADHD friendly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, please let me know what works for you and what doesn't work. I always say like, I kind of operate in a vacuum if I don't get feedback. So, um, in the kindest way possible, please let me know what works for you and what you'd like to see more of, and maybe what you want to see less of. You can reach out to me, um, on the podcast. I'm on YouTube, ADHD friendly podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on to my ADHD friendly tool. It's not an actual tool. It's kind of a, a little bit of a blending of a tool and an ADHD friendly lens. I'm calling it Arm Notes. And it was inspired by the book um, from the Hunger Games trilogy. It's from the last one in the series, Mockingjay. I was rereading it and I just had to share this quote from the book because it so resonated with me. So this is um, Katniss talking and she's reflecting on how she's now in um, District 13 where they put your schedule on your arm every day. So she says, you can't miss your schedule every morning. You're supposed to stick your right arm in this contraption in the wall. It tattoos the smooth inside of your forearm with your schedule for the day in a sickly purple ink. Seven o'clock breakfast, 7.30 kitchen duties, 8.30 education center, room 17, and so on. The ink is indelible until 2200 when it's able to be washed off and then it's lights out. I stinking love this. It's what I always wanted. I wish that this existed in real life. I would love to stick my arm into the wall and get a, a tattoo that only stayed on my arm until I washed it off at the end of the day. 
but I've been doing a modification of this for years. Even as a kid, I remember wishing that my arm had a built-in notepad. I literally tried to figure out, and this is, I mean, like when I was like in elementary school, how I could invent a way to make my arm a notepad. And I didn't mean a way to attach a notepad. I literally wanted my arm to be a notepad. Um, but I have looked up, you know, different options for that over years to see if somebody has invented something. And I have found that quarterbacks have like a, like a Velcro um, wristband that they can put on and it has their frequent plays in it in like a, like a laminated little pouch that they can Velcro on their arm. It's something, but it's not really what I've envisioned. I've always used my hand. So you can see, like, I always write on my hand and I used to always be really self-conscious about this. I was a, a elementary special education teacher. And when I would have parent teacher conferences, I almost always had something written on my hand. So I wouldn't forget. And it, it would be something that I was embarrassed by. Again, I didn't know I had ADHD at the time. So I always thought, you know, I should need to write on my hands. I should just remember these things. The more I understand about my brain, the more I lean into the tools I need to support my brain to remember things with more ease. And so this is literally me outsourcing the things I'm trying to remember and writing it on my hand is absolutely fail, fail safe because it drives me crazy that it's on there. And it literally doesn't wash off because it's a Sharpie. I've learned, you know, write it with a Sharpie, it won't come off. And then I, I have it on there to remind me to do the thing I'm trying to do. I also, I've shared before, I have lots of external tools that function like um, arm notes. And so, you know, almost like an extension of my arm, I have these tiny little notebooks that I shared in my podcast on my 22 favorite things of 2022. Um, I have little notebooks like this in my purse. I have one in, in the little side pocket of my car. I have one next to my bed. Um, they're just handy for me to jot down the things I need to remember. I always have one nearby. It just makes it easy for me to take notes and write things down when I need to access an external tool. So I'm not holding it in my head and using up all of my working memory. I also use the notes app in my phone for this. I have lots of lists. When people start talking about books they recommend or TV shows or movies, I have a little note in my notes app for each of those topics. And I just go in and I make a little note for, you know, what the name of the show or the book or the um, movie is. I usually write down who recommended it. So I remember where I got the title from. Um, I even keep little shopping lists. I have like a target list. I have a Costco list. You know, I have specific lists for where I buy the item that I need to put on the list. It just makes it easier because I'm capturing it and I don't have to worry about forgetting it. And it's a system I use over and over again. So I automatically go into it and look at it because I know it's there. I also have the tool I shared um, previously in another podcast that is called Aquanotes. And it's literally a notepad on suction cups that is waterproof that you can use in the shower. Because inevitably, if I, you know, in the shower and I still have the remnants of something I wrote on my hand, I used to like have to get out and like the whole bathroom would get wet. Me trying to you know get to something I could write it down with. So shower aqua notes just lets me write the little note in the shower, tear the little sheet off. I don't have to worry about forgetting. So just when I talk about arm notes, I literally mean, you know, what can I do to write it down so I don't forget? And if I am not writing on my hand, I need it somewhere else. What tools do I use to extend that idea of capturing it somewhere where you won't forget it? Whether it's a little notepad, whether it's aqua notes, or whether it's in my phone notes app, those are tools that I know will work to let me get it out of my head and into a list that I can 
then follow through with. So what works for you when you think about capturing the things that you don't want to forget, where do you put it and how does that work to support your brain? Right now onto our main topic. So I'm calling this home field advantage. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I always resonated with the idea of home field advantage when it comes to um, opponents playing each other in sports. The home team has that advantage. They've got their fans there. They're familiar with the nuances of the environment. Maybe they're, you know, playing in a basketball court and they kind of, you know, get a feel for the way the court feels or the sounds or the smells or, you know, just it's theirs, right? So it's just that home field advantage. Everything is very familiar and you've got more support there because of it. I love this idea being brought into your home. For me specifically, my home office. So when I think about what I need, and this can be, I'm, I'm mostly going to focus on my home office when I talk about this today, but it could be your physical office. If you go, if you work outside, it could be if you use your car in a way that, that you're using your home field advantage, it's your car. How do you set it up? So it works for you. Or even when you think about when you go to sleep at night, your bedroom can be your home field advantage, like how you set it up to literally support what you know works for you. So the topic has been on my list to podcast about for a few years. I kept pushing it off and pushing it off. And then I read this book at the end of last year. It was one of my 2022 favorite things, another favorite thing from my list um, called The Extended Mind, The Power of Thinking Outside the Brain by Annie Murphy Paul. Great book. Just so much information. You can always say by, by the tabs how many things I'm flagging that I don't want to forget. Um, just a lot of great information. I, I expect I'll be doing another podcast to bring some of the other ideas um, out and share them with you here. But today I'm really focusing on the different ways that she describes extending your mind and how, how I think of that as home field advantage. She calls it extending your mind and she has research to back it up. So what I've always believed is true about how I can set up my environment to work better for my brain um, Annie Murphy Paul has the research to show that it's true. So I'm just going to quote her here. She says that people are more confident in their own space. If you set up your space in the way that works for you, in a way that she said, when we are in a space that's designed to reflect the workings of our mind, we know where things are because they are arranged in ways that structure our thinking. I love that because that is literally what I intentionally did when I set up my home, home office when I moved. So I'm going to kind of walk you through my experience with setting up my own personal workspace in a couple of different environments. And I've got some pictures. So again, if you're listening to this, I invite you to check out my podcast on YouTube. Um, the YouTube channel is ADHD Friendly Podcast. But I'm going to be describing them for you. So when I first started out as an ADHD coach more than 10 years ago, I didn't have a physical office. I worked out of my house. But when I met with clients locally, particularly students, I needed to have a place to meet with them in person. And typically that was something like Panera, um, where it typically has like nice, quiet, off the beaten path um, booths and places where I could coach them in, in pretty, you know, relative privacy and um, an environment that they could focus in. But what I knew I needed was the tools to support my own focus in that environment. So I would have my go bag 
of like my coaching bag with things in it that I needed to support me because I wouldn't always be sitting in the same place. And sometimes I would meet at a different um, place if, you know, there wasn't a Panera that was convenient. And so I would have, you know, like my coaching notes and forms that I would need. I would have a timer. My time timer would always be in my bag. I'd have a fidget or two in my bag for myself or for my client, if they would like to have a fidget. Um, all the things were always kept inside my bag so that I didn't have to worry about not having something I needed. It was the home for those things. And those things, when I left my, my home office would come with me to become my um, remote office. And it allowed me to really settle in and feel grounded because I had those things that my brain needed to support me with ease. I have my sparkly different color pens. I'd have highlighters. I'd have my planner with my calendar and my schedule in case somebody needs to, to move a session around, anything like that, so that I could be really calm in the moment and know I had a tool to support myself if it came up. So they needed to change something. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get out our planners and look and see, let's let, look at our calendars. I'd have it there with me. When I got a physical office, I really paid attention to the lighting in the office. I paid attention to how it was laid out. And I got to decide what furniture did I want to bring into the space to make it work for me visually. I've shared before, I am very visual in my processing style. I need to see things or you know, I'm very out of sight, out of mind. If, if I can't see them, they don't exist. So I just have a couple of pictures that I'm going to share with you from my, my original physical office that really supported me then and helped me to bring more intention to when my new office when I moved and I have a home office now. I don't meet with clients in person any longer. Um, and so the first is a picture looking from the door of my office at my desk. And I just invite you to notice the whiteboard behind my desk, the calendar, semester calendar is one of my favorite tools. I always share that. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast, but I share it with all my clients. I love a semester calendar. Um, you'll notice my pocket charts that I, I referenced in a previous episode and everything was just, I literally could turn around in my seat and write on the whiteboard. And I used it a lot in my coaching sessions. And then on the door of the office, this is looking from where I would sit in my office at the, the door coming into my office. You can see my clock. I always got a, a big clock on the wall. And then I hear I had my annual calendar, which I've shared in previous episodes, how I, I track different habits on there. I put my vacation on there. Um, and then I had just a monthly calendar, lots of calendars, lots of time tools to support my brain, to be able to see things with ease and capture things when I needed them. And then I just took a picture of my physical space, just looking at like what was right in front of me on my desk. And here you can say I have my daily planner. I still use a version of that today. I had my computer and my iPad. I always had, you know, my, my timers going on my iPad and my my computer for any notes that I needed to keep up with or my calendar. And then I had my physical notes with lots of different colored pens and then my coffee and just everything was where I needed it and laid out in a way that worked for my brain. So if I had to get up and go someplace to get something, I would often resist doing it. So having things at my fingertips was really important. When I moved to the Chicago area, I had a, a home. That was one of the priorities when we moved was to find um, a space for a home office. And so our house did have one and it's actually much bigger than my office was 
previously my physical office that was outside the house. And now what I found in this office is it has lots of space. Like right now I have like my podcast corner is just like in a corner of my office. The problem was it didn't have a lot of wall space. And if you remember from my pictures, I had a lot of wall space in my office in North Carolina, not so much here. And I kept trying to make it work because I have lots of beautiful windows with lots of natural light. And I have some built-in bookcases, which is great for storage, but I didn't have places to put my calendars and my whiteboards. And it was really something that I was struggling with. And what I realized was on the other side of my office is our living room and we don't use the living room. So I asked my husband if I could, you know, how he felt about me changing it into what I now call my ism room, I-S-I-M, insight in mind. It's the opposite of out of sight, out of mind. I just love that so much because it literally describes what I need for my brain. I need things to be in my line of sight because I constantly was forgetting things because I couldn't see them with, with ease. I would have my calendar with them to put something else on top of it because I didn't have wall space to hang it on. It just wasn't working for me. So I designed a ism room as basically a project room, but it's also where my assistant works. And I just set it up to work for my brain. So you'll see, I, I have my calendars on the wall again, where I can see them. I have a big desk in the center of the room with all of the supplies that I need when I'm working. I have these little rolling carts that hold specific projects I'm working on so I can wheel them over to me and they're right there when I need them at my fingertips, but then I can wheel them back if I'm not working on it because I've always got a number of projects going. So that is very ADHD friendly for me. Um, and then I have a giant whiteboard that really, really works. It's very sparkly for my brain where I can do lots of kind of mind mapping and sketching. So I'm just going to hold up a little picture of that. Um, I think it's eight foot by four four foot, um, eight, eight feet wide by four feet high. And it's just, oh my gosh, like one of my absolute favorite things. I do lots of, um, planning on that. And I even had my husband make me, it, I, I was a kindergarten and first grade special education teacher. So I always loved the bookcases that faced out that showed all the covers because if I, if I put the books on their spine, you know, kind of tucked in, like you would on a traditional bookcase, I have to tilt my head. It takes me effort to read the books. I forget what they are. I want to see the covers. So I asked him if he would make me a slightly taller one where I could put all the books that I'm either in the process of reading or I want to read or ones that I need to have to easily access the ones I go back to most frequently. And that's just so sparkly to me. So again, everything in this room is designed to work for my brain. Everything in here is really being very intentionally insight in mind. And I share that because I really want you to explore for yourself, what would you need to give yourself a home field advantage? Whether it's my example, like, you know, a, a bag with the supplies I need that's always on hand so that if I'm in a different space, even if I have to work from my car, I can pull the things I need out of the bag and set up my environment to work for me. Um, or whether it's, you know, visual tools. Do you need an ism space of your own? What would you need insight in mind to work for your brain? Or what else would you need? I would love to hear your ideas. If you already have insight in mind, ism tools, please post in the comments. I would love to hear what you do that works for your brain. We all learn together. So I'm always, I always say I'm not done with any environment that I'm working with because I'm always noticing what would work better. What would I do to 
even, you know, kind of increase the, the way that something works for me because I can always improve on what I'm doing. And it only comes from me noticing how something works that I can tweak it to make it work even better. So I want to um, finish with um, a quote from Anne, Annie Murphy Paul's book, um, where she really talks about, she says, whenever possible, we should offload information, externalize it, move it out of our heads and into the world. It relieves us of the burden of keeping a host of details in mind, thereby freeing up mental resources for the more demanding tasks like problem solving and idea generation. Love that. And that's literally what I do with all of my external ism tools. I get them out of my brain and into something I can manipulate and use. I often use my dry erase board as a dump list. I'll just think of everything I need to get done and I'll just draw a line. I'll put it all on one side. On the other side, I figure out how much time they'll take and what's the priority so I can really see what do I have the space of time to do. It helps me to, to let go of the things so I'm not expecting myself to do everything because that's what my brain tells me. You should do all of this. And then I can see very concretely, I can't do everything. I can do what I have time to do, but it helps me to prioritize because I can see it and manipulate it. So I love that. And she says the benefit of offloading information onto a space that's big enough for us to physically navigate is we can interact with it. And that's what I, I love so much for example, about my whiteboard, um, because I can literally use the space of that eight foot by four foot whiteboard to just capture, you know, I can do like an entire um, quarter of business goals and break it down into specific steps and really see it so that I can check them off and navigate and move them around and notice where I am in the space of my plan instead of what was I doing? What was I, you know, what did I decide? I capture that stuff as much as I possibly can. Um, she says, when thought overwhelms the mind, the mind uses the world. So again, when you notice that you're getting overwhelmed, you notice things are too much, what would you do to externally get it out of your head and into, into your world and take advantage of your home field advantage, make your home field work to your advantage. All right. So to recap, Today, I shared my subscriber celebration 300. Woo -woo. Thank you so much to everyone that subscribed. Um, and then I also shared my ADHD-friendly tool, also kind of a ADHD-friendly lens where I talked about arm notes, not a literal thing, but if you write notes on your hand or some, I do know, I've had clients that write on their arm literally. Um, but what would you do to hold on to those things that you're trying to remember? So that again, you're getting that information out of your head and into something external and concrete so that you have more space in your brain to take on the more important things that you need to be thinking about in the moment. And then that led me into my main topic today, which was home field advantage and how I use my ism room insight in mind to support my brain with lots of external concrete physical tools that help me to visualize where I am in space, what I'm doing and remember so that I'm able to check things off with more ease. Next week, I'll be talking about something called the ADHD tax. It's a real thing and it's a challenge. So I'm going to share some information about what it is and some tips and strategies to manage it with more ease. If you haven't yet started your ADHD friendly owner's manual, I invite you to check out my website, ADHDfriendly.com. Lots of tips and resources on there to get you started. If you like this episode and you haven't already, please subscribe. Trying to get my numbers all the way up. Love to flip the green. That is my, my targeted goal for 2023 is to get 
to be able to roll it over to a thousand subscribers. I know it's big. I know it's lofty, but go big or go home. I'm going big. Thanks everybody. Until next time. Tally ho. Thank you.